This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me. As always, night two of the NFL Combine is in the books. I think the biggest question mark is, is what 40 times are we supposed to believe? Uh, last night when I recorded this, we thought we had a new record by Taekwon Jordan. We thought Chris Olave ran a 4-2-6, only for the official 40 times to come out later on and those scores to not be that low. Chris Olave jumped all the way to a 4.39, Taekwon Thornton 4.28, and now tonight it seems to be a reversal Many of the running backs' official numbers are coming in significantly lower than what their unofficial times were when they ran their first or second combine run. So we are here to try to make some sense of it, talk about who did help improve their stock, who really stood out from day two of the NFL combine. So let's get right into the running back discussion and, you know, we'll rattle off some of these official times and and just how dramatic they are. I mean, I had questions coming in about the top of the running backs in terms of their overall athleticism and their long speed. Isaiah Spiller chose not to run the 40, you know, raising a little bit of a red flag that he's just kind of waiting for his pro day uh, where times usually are a little bit better. I don't know how much better it's going to be than what we saw uh, tonight for people. So maybe he should have ran it. But Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker ran. And this is where, you know, the, the 40 times that came in, even for the unofficial times, were very impressive. I mean, Brees Hall comes in at his size and ran a 4-4-4 and a 4-4-6. But then the unofficial, the official time comes out after the fact now. And Brees Hall's official time now, they're saying, is a 4.39. A 4.39. So if Brees Hall's official time is a is a 4.39, you know, that really moves the needle where I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a 4.50, 4.55. 9 he's blazing. I don't think round one is out of the question. And then Kenneth Walker, not to be outdone, his two unofficial times were... 4.46 and 4.50, and I thought that was checking off boxes. It was really impressive. And then his official time jumped all the way from 4.46 to a 4.38, actually beating Brees Hall. So whether it's 4.38 or whether it was the 4.46, I think both Kent Walker's official time, unofficial times, Brees Hall's official times, unofficial times, showed that these guys got a lot more juice than maybe what we thought as their athletic profile maybe showed in, in terms of their college game. I do think Brees Hall's pass receiving, you know, pedigree in terms of what he did in college and what Walker did not do in college is the differentiator between them and why I think Brees Hall will be the clear RB1 in this class and Kent Walker will be second. But both of those guys answering the bell in terms of their 40-yard dash times whether we're looking at the unofficial or now the official times, uh, which something seems a little off about how many f- really fast 40 times we have for running backs under 4-4, which is rare. But regardless, either way, both those guys had a good night at the combine. 
Next up were those guys who I had James Cook and Kyron Williams. And one of those guys kind of checked off who he is. And the other guy raised a lot of red flags. And the one who raised the red flags was Kyron Williams, who 4.72 and 4.7 were his unofficial. It looks like his official now is at 4.65. Still not what you expect to see from a guy who's sub 200 pounds, five foot nine, one of the slowest 40 times at the event. I think it probably knocks his stock right out of the day two range. Now we're probably looking more at, you know, somewhere on day three for Kyron Williams. But on the flip side, James Cook, who I'm a big fan of, his official time was four point. I mean, his unofficial were 4.5 and 4.58. So I was like, all right, you know, like 4.5 is not bad. I thought he was a little bit faster than that. But then his official time and eight tenths of a second, it ends up being 4.42 as his 40 time, which shows that speed and athleticism that I thought he had. So James Cook at, with a 4.42, we know his pass catching work. We know his ability in space. I think he distinguished himself as being one of those guys in that next tier. I do think after Brees Hall and Kent Walker, it's going to be very much up for grabs. I think James Cook put himself in the conversation with that 4.42, and you combine that to what we know his athletic profile was on film and his pass-catching upside, and I think that uh, was impressive. I said I wanted to see some small school guys and how they performed here, and the two small school guys that I said I was really going to keep an eye out was Devante Price out of FIU and then Pierre Strong out of uh, South Dakota State. Well, Pierre Strong... His official 40 time as of right now is a 4.37 and Devante Price is a 4.38. Even if we had just went by the unofficial times, the unofficial time for Devante Price was 4.44 and for Pierre Strong, uh, he didn't run his second time. It was 4.39. So those scores by those two guys, really moved the needle for these two guys from smaller schools who wanted to come here and stand out. Obviously, Pierre Strong was out the the Shrine game. And this is a continuing to use the pre-draft process to catapult his draft stock. Now I think you're going to see Pierre Strong definitely move up the draft board's Early day for now, I think very much in the mix for Pierre Strong. Devontae Price, same thing with that, with those scores um, that he put out as well. Really impressive performances by both of those guys in the 40 time. Uh, I didn't even really start getting into the jumps. Pierre Strong had a 36 inch uh, broad jump and a 10 4 vert. Uh, and then, or Pierre Strong, yes. So Pierre Strong had a 36-inch vertical jump. Sorry about that. 36-inch vertical jump. Um, and then the 10-4 broad, Devante Price, had a 34-inch vertical jump and a 9-11 broad jump. Brees Hall's two jumps, uh, if we circle back to him for a second, uh, Brees Hall's two jumps were 40 inches on the vert and 10-6 on the broad. Really impressive numbers. Uh, Kenneth Walker was 34 inches on the vert and 10-2 on the broad. So these guys were checking boxes, the small school guys, uh, the top guys. The other thing I wanted to see was these power backs, because I think these power backs, uh, you know, we've been waiting to see exactly uh, 
who can maybe stand out from these power backs. And I think what we learned is the clear guy who stood out was Zamir White. Zamir White ran a 4.40 40-yard dash time. Even his unofficial times before all these scores came in uh, significantly lower for most of these guys were 4.47 back-to-back. And then the official ended up being 4.4, 33.5 on the on the vertical jump, 10.8 on the broad. This is a guy who we knew was a big-time athlete. He came in as a big-time recruit to Georgia. But I wanted to see if any of these guys could kind of stand out and differentiate themselves. And it, it sure looks like Zamir White did that compared to the other physical power backs. It's clear that Zamir White has clearly – more athleticism than a lot of these other guys. If we're comparing him to a guy like Brian Robinson, who his official time was 4.53, unofficial was 4.63. If we're comparing him to a guy like Damian Pierce, uh, Damian Pierce, his official time was 4.59. Best unofficial time was 4.66. Hassan Haskins chose not to run. you know, other other bigger, more physical guys, Snoop Connor. His official time was four five nine. Unofficial was four point six six. Had really poor jumps as well. Kennedy Brooks, four point five nine forty. Uh, Tyler Algier, some people don't had some good straight line speed. He came in at a four point six zero. So all of these power backs that I thought were very close in terms of their film evaluation, in terms of what they can bring. Zamir White clearly differentiated himself. Uh, the only other guy who even was near him was Jerome Ford, who Jerome Ford's official 40 time ended up being a 4.42. And uh, he's a guy who, sorry, 4.46 for Jerome Ford. He's the only one that was kind of somewhat close for a bigger prospect, uh, you know, frame prospect to Zamir White's number. So I think Zamir White in that group of guys after we're talking about the top guys and that that we're not talking about the space players, I think Zamir White followed by Jerome Ford kindly stood kind of stood out from that group, but Zamir White in particular with those numbers. And I think now the doors open for a guy like Zamir White to potentially be in the conversation for RB3, RB4, RB5. I think he's I think he's now in the mix there with Isaiah Spiller, uh, with James Cook. I think he's put himself on the map, uh, strong athletic profile. We know he's physical, tough, played at Georgia, big-time recruit, lot to like about that. Uh, the shiftier, more change-of-pace type guys, obviously we don't have any of – the the change of direction stuff. We'll see how many people even chose to do it. There was rumor going around Twitter that a lot of people were not even going to do those events because it was so late at night right now. Uh, Tyler Beatty, his official forty time was a four point four five, so he showed that 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 speed and and that athleticism that I thought. Uh, Rashad White, another guy who I thought would test well, he tested his official time was a four point four eight after both his unofficial were in the four fives. Those two guys, I think, are the slight discount version of James Cook. I've been saying if James Cook goes in round three, I think Beatty and White will go around or so later. They came there and they checked off boxes as well. One of the biggest surprises of the running back group was Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler's official 40-yard dash time right now is 4.38. His unofficial times... uh, 
were 4.45 and 4.46. This is a guy who I was very high on when he transferred out of Tennessee. I thought there was a lot of intrigue, Ty Chandler. And now I think you're going to see him. All the reports down the Shrine Bowl were positive. Now he puts on this performance at the Combine. I think you're going to see Ty Chandler's stock really, really uh, rise up after this. So those are the things that really stood out in terms of the testing numbers. I think the big one were Brees Hall standing out with Kenneth Walker, clearly putting them in their own tier at the top of this, and Brees Hall's receiving capabilities, kind of putting him, in, him as the clear RB1 in the clubhouse. Kyron Williams getting hurt by his performance. A couple small school guys in Devontae Price and Pierre Strong dramatically helping themselves. Zamir White pushing himself up into the RB3 to RB5 range. Uh, and then a couple other guys, the change of pace guys, uh, space players kind of checking off boxes from Cook to Beatty to Rashad White. So I think those are the things that kind of stood out. Uh, Tyler Goodson was a surprise 40 time. His official time was 4.42. He had a 36.5 uh, vertical jump as well and a 10 free broad. So he was a, a guy who really surprised. Uh, Tristan Ebner, we knew he was going to run fast. His official 40 time was 4.42. So there were so many guys that really tested well. I've never seen running back numbers like this. Some of it is a little bit suspect, to be honest. But I but I do think... Uh, the running backs ended up, you know, kind of helping us sort it out a little bit. I think there's definitely still some question marks left, but I do think tonight cleared the picture up a little bit in terms of trying to differentiate these guys, rank within tiers, potentially move some guys up tiers based on what we saw tonight from their athletic profile and what they offer at the table. Some quick thoughts on the offensive linemen who also ran today. A uh, couple things that stood out. I thought Charles Cross looked really impressive in the on-field drills, and he ran a 4.9540. He's going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. Is probably the third or fourth offensive tackle taken off the board. Uh, the other one that really stood out to me uh, was Trevor Penning. He ran a 4.95. He he looked really smooth out there. I think Penning has a real chance to go in the top 15 as well. So while we've been hearing a lot about Neil uh, and Icky, uh, and those guys are probably locked into somewhere in the top five, I think Penning and I think Cross solidified their status of being you know top 15 picks as well. I think Cross and Penning could easily uh, both be in the top 10. I think Cross more than Penning, but I think both of those guys wouldn't, wouldn't Completely, when it's all said and done, we're probably going to see all four of those guys go in the top 10, top 12. Uh, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, he looked really impressive. I think he's a guy who you're going to see uh, potentially being a lot more round one mock drafts. I, you know, I know it was Daniel Jeremiah was first talking about that, but I think after the combine, it's going to be pretty universal that Tyler Smith out of Tulsa is a round one pick as well at the tackle position. Uh, Cam Jurgens, the center, really helped himself out a lot today. Uh, looked really impressive in some of the on-field drills. Uh, he ran a official 40 time of 4.92. I think for teams looking for a zone-based center to get in, out in space, do pull blocks, I think Cam Jurgens is going to be a guy uh, that really stands out. Luke Fortner looked really good. He's going to be a day-two pick. Uh, an interior offensive uh, center slash guard. 
So Fortner looked impressive. Uh, there was a lot of offensive linemen. Kellen Deesh out of Arizona State. Uh, he, he was down at the Shrine Bowl. He ran a 4.8940. He had a good vertical and broad jump for the offensive tackle position. So I think he's a guy who helped himself out today. Uh, Kenyon Green, I think, is one guy who maybe, you know, who's been locked in round one, who maybe didn't have a impressive combine showing today. Uh, a couple other guys that I want to make note of that I think have kind of solidified uh, their self here in terms of being top-level prospects in the offensive line. I think you could also, you know, uh, we talked about him briefly a little bit before, uh, but Icky Ikanwu, 4.9340 yard time, 1.76 10-yard dash. Uh, he's a guy who is now very much in the mix to go number one overall at Jacksonville. As a Giants fan, I really want him to make it to number five. Uh, but I got to be honest with you, I, I don't think that's happening. Uh, I think the, the odds of him making it to five now are probably very remote. Uh, I think we're going to see him come off the board uh, either number one, number two, number three, number four. I think the top four in some way between the two offensive tackles and Hutchinson, I think Burrito's spots are probably locked in. And then we'll see if that fourth one is Thibodeau or Hamilton, or does a quarterback get pushed up the board? Uh, but what Econo did tonight, very impressive, kind of checking off that box as a guy who is going to be really impressive. And then another guy, Zion Johnson, who's just riding that momentum, who, before the Senior Bowl, he was probably looked at as an early day two, uh, early round two pick. And now between the Senior Bowl and now tonight, the offensive guard out of Boston College, I think, is squarely in the round one mix. He's squarely probably in like the 20s at some point. Zion Johnson going to go very high in the NFL draft uh, as the best interior gu- offensive guard if you're looking at a Conwu as a, as a tackle. Zion Johnson, uh, him and Tyler Lindstrom will be one, one of those guys will be the first interior offensive lineman taken in the draft he looked really smooth in the on-field drills and the workouts uh was impressed with zion johnson uh but yeah the offensive linemen they did what they needed to do you know i think the testing numbers uh were solid and a lot of guys it's a deep offensive lineman group they're on field drills. They're on field drills. They look really smooth there's a lot of guys who i thought look really comfortable out there moving in space uh and I think teams are going to be very pleasantly surprised with how much, how many good players are left in the second, you know, the second day, round three. Guys are going to seep into day three. And I, I think it's going to be a really strong offensive line group for teams that want to remake their offensive line. I think there's going to be good players that can become starters in round three, round four, uh, that normally would go a little bit higher in drafts. So I think tonight you saw some of those guys really shine and you're going to see some other guys move up the boards based on what we saw here in Indy on day two. So there it is guys, night two of the NFL combine in the books. Those are my initial and quick hitting thoughts on everything that happened tonight. Uh, the unknown of these 40 times last night, them so many of them dropping uh, or going the other way and being slower than we thought tonight, the opposite where, so many of them came in significantly faster than what the unofficial times were on the TV. Uh, but wanted to share my quick thoughts. I think there's a, there was a lot 
that we can decipher from the running back group. I think there will be a lot more to really break down when we see full athletic profiles. We'll see if anybody does the change direction stuff here as well. If you're enjoying this content, if you've been following me, following along on Twitter, I appreciate it. Please get over to the website, S to S football fastest and easiest way to get there. Check out our premium content tab. And for nine 99, you get access to all our premium notebooks. You get the scouting notebook over a hundred profiles, You get the rankings notebook, all our different rankings, tiers, uh, draft rankings, tiered rank, draft rankings, Debbie rankings, dynasty rookie rankings from uh, for this year after the draft. Still doing them from last year or Debbie rankings. And then April, you get the draft projections notebook. If you've been enjoying uh, my snapshots of all these players on Twitter during the combine, that's basically the basis of the draft projections notebook. I'll have over 400 players in that. And then rank it for tab for every position offense and defense and everything i'm hearing in terms of trying to project how it will go down on draft night you get all of them for 9.99 it is the best way to support the show and help us to continue to do what we do each and every week here at saturday to sunday so on behalf of matt and jeff on behalf of our sound tech engineer david nakano and myself thank you for joining us i look forward next time taking you from saturday to sunday <laughs>